This episode of Movie Night Autopsy is brought to you by Cyberpunks.com. High-tech lowlifes who write about new technology, robots, internet politics, and the artificial intelligence singularity that will one day rule us all. They're nice enough to sponsor this review, so they definitely know a good thing when they see it. If you want to learn more, just visit cyberpunks.com, C-Y-B-E-R-P-U-N-K-S.com. All right, let's cue that spooky, spooky funk. Hey, welcome back to another fantastic episode of Movie Night Autopsy. I'm Chad. I'm Sam. And I'm Aaron. And today is a fantastic episode. We've gotten together. We're doing a little special one for this one. It's not usually what we do, but it's pretty special. But we've gathered together today to eat some food, have a few drinks, celebrate film, and have cultural talk and some bouts. So just to get right into it, film, I'm not passing it up. I'm going to get right into it. Has everyone calmed down from Akira? Uh, you know, long, I'm gonna. It's a long pause for an answer to that. I'm I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to uh, go ahead and give the unexpected answer of no. I have not. Oh yeah, that's never happened before. Calmed down <laughs> from from. Well, we Akira. watched it like it's, two days ago. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was my first watch. My first watch. And, and uh, Asher and Grace were both there. It was their first watch as well. It's really all of it's is Aaron's gig, man. He's like the expert as far as we know. Yeah. Right, well, Wait, he, how, what, how he, many? he is in fact a certified Akira expert. Yeah, he has reached the the, the point of uh, of Akira Knight, but he has not made the step of a Akira master, nor have gotten on the Akira Council. Yeah, his black belt only has one piece of tape on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dark tape though. It's good. It's no, not yeah, going no, I mean anywhere. it's good tape. It's not going anywhere. So how many times have you seen this, Aaron? All right. Uh well back in the mid 90s they had this thing called uh saturday anime on the sci-fi channel where they would show about an hour and a half of anime and they would advertise akira is like you can order it you know from our channel and so i went to blockbuster back when that was a thing and Block- i rented a copy blockbuster actually I, I definitely had to get my parents to rent me the copy because i was probably about 14 and i watched it and i fell That's, in love with it that seems like a very highly rated movie in the sense of no kid can just walk off the street and grab it. Yeah, and for wait, I mean, hold for on. Your blockbuster reasons. in Niceville had Akira. Yeah, it actually That's a had a hip blockbuster. Wow. It had like that a, is a hip Niceville really blockbuster. Is. It had half yeah. an aisle of anime and a it's lot. More of, than we got. A lot of it. A lot of it was no good. And also, a lot of did it you was... guys not have a movie gallery? Because I would go to the movie gallery. They'd rent you anything. They don't care how old you are. No, yeah. we had Network Video and Blockbuster. Um, and that Network Video one? didn't have any anime, but Blockbuster did have a, like a. a, a reasonable selection of it for the time it was we, and yeah. I, I watched it and i as soon as was possible i could i bought it for myself so 14 years old is the first time you saw it this first first time i saw it no i don't think that should have happened i don't think any 14 year old should go through that movie i'm 30 and right. i'm not sure if i would, should have went through that movie because damn so but but i don't know like i also remember, like i don't know i watched some brutal shit whenever i was in high school but like, since 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 i've owned it i have probably seen it at least 50 times I'm that's I'm not even trying Does to. Does it make more sense that. to you now? Oh, a lot. Okay, good. And there's well, a lot so there's of hope because there's a lot of things that happen. There's a lot of stuff. And there's, man. A, and there's a lot of backstory that's just like implied. Yeah, it's, ba- it's based on a it's based on a manga, and that as, way, as I, way bigger. As I learned today, because Aaron told me the director of this film was the was the writer of the manga. Yeah. 
That's so Which explains odd. a lot, right? Yeah. And, but, and, like, and it is industry. odd because well, one, that never happens. One, like, yeah, like yeah. Grant Morrison doesn't direct movies. I he like, was, his like Frank Miller is fortunate that he got to be a part of the making of Sin City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we saw what happened the second time. Oh, he was know. he was one of the writers, but um, but yeah, obviously, you know, he went into it with an absolute love for the source material because it was his source material, and it was, I mean, it, it's it's clearly a very personal story for him. There's a lot of there's a lot of interpersonal drama going on that like it it took a certain kind of mind to think up this story, mm-hmm. and it I. I yeah, like there's a lot. There's, there's definitely a lot going on. I don't yeah. think you could have Tim Brains put together would come up with this much like diversity and connectivity. It, is what it, is. it has to come from one person. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's too it's too singular story. and focused considering how many different directions it goes. And dear God, the different and directions it goes. It's, and it, and it's it makes, at least it five makes, movies in one movie. It yeah. makes an awful lot of sense. Yeah, we we specifically referred to that watching it on Sunday. Um, but no, it makes a lot of sense that it came from a series of of. Of manga books, yeah. like, in in the sense that you can like just you can tell from watching it that there's a whole lot more to everything that you're seeing. Well, just the way it's animated alone proves that. Like the the fact that like every bit of the frame is moving for yeah. a lot of shots, and it, like the background is extremely for, because layered this was made in '87. Four second shot of a motorcycle going came by. out in '88, and for that time period, the animation is stellar. Just yeah. the just the level of detail in, oh, in yeah. so many of the shots. Yeah, this is this was. But it was also in the most my opinion, this time was it not? I I would not be surprised. Uh, I don't know if like two million. I don't know if like counting for inflation, it definitely like made more money than any. That, that is true. That okay, well, the only budget I can find is in yen. I'm not I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not making that up. But no, it's it's definitely just a super ambitious project, and it was. It was really, really risky at the time, and the fact that they took that risk and they made such a difference to the future of anime is incredibly impressive to me. Yeah, you. So, like before we watched it, you had this preamble yeah. to everyone, and just trying to get all of us to shut up for <laughs> ten minutes is hard enough. Uh, but like, you really pushed it. Like, this is a first, and this is the breakthrough one, and this is the important one. And because of this, all this other stuff happened. But yet you see where the influence comes from. Not just the manga that previously existed, but other things like Kurosawa films. All right, yeah. it had about a ten million dollar budget. Whenever you, uh, and it, after, you, I, after, you after you convert about, it, yeah, I think yeah. about in in box office numbers, it was around. 80, yeah, that's that's a it lot. Was around for, eighty million for nineteen eighty seven, so. and yeah, and anime animation. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big budget. Yeah. But it shows. It looks really good. Like yeah. one of my favorite parts of the movie is how the movie looks. My absolute favorite part about the movie is how the movie sounds. Jeez. That you know, I was reading something earlier where, like, you know how sometimes like the score comes later. Apparently, mm-hmm. the score was pre-recorded before the composer signed. That right? makes an awful lot of sense. And it like, kind I, of it fits a vibe. It doesn't it fit does. the pacing. And I, I really appreciate you know? the strong use of percussive elements. Yeah, Just, it's an eighties movie, so you would assume mostly synth. The, but there's not that much in it. The percussion and no. no. when he's in the hallway in the hospital is so oh, yeah. fucking it, it, chilling. It does it's such t- a great terrifying. job of creating tension. Like, yeah, you, like you genuine you tension. Know, even before it happens, something terrible is going to happen, and then it happens. It's like it it is the perfect example of like building suspense and then following through. Mm-hmm. And the way yeah, the way they use percussion in the movie is amazing and completely original. Yeah, because it's there. There's very little like. 
rock elements to it. No, not not at all. It's like almost tribal. It's so it's and it's yeah, it's, it's traditional in, in a way. It, it definitely it definitely like sounds like it it's it came from like an anime film or something like yeah. that. Like it has that kind of vibe to it, but it it's it stands apart. Like I would recognize that. Like I like I would recognize the pieces that I hear in this movie as opposed to like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. <laughs> would you buy the soundtrack? Yeah, I would own. I think I would own the soundtrack to this to this movie yeah, for it's, sure. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, direct. Yeah, Dragon I feel Ball like Z it would be. I, I feel like it'd be fun to like if you're if you're road tripping down the interstate and you have some of those like just like the intro, the intro yeah. beat. That would it would just be like if it's like nighttime out. I can just I can see that. And maybe those, maybe you go down the road and maybe you get like a little confident. Maybe you start to like turn your headlights maybe, off in the dark. Maybe you maybe get you into an altercation eyes. with a bike gang and that becomes the first movie. <laughs> maybe of you this. interpret a bunch of psychic beings. I I love that about it because when I saw this movie advertised, I was like, oh, it's about like biker gangs and like some creepy you know dystopian that future. So it's like Mad Max. That would be fine. I that, thought I was going to be watching the Japanese that would be Mad okay. Max. That is one of. <laughs> Of the five movies that is going on yeah, in this it's movie, the first one, I think, and really right? uh, kind of the primary. I think one. it's the first one. Yeah, it's yeah. It starts in the bar. Well, it, it well right. it's well first it starts with some big explosion happening. Happened. It doesn't say what yeah. in Tokyo. It's just it's just a big explosion. You assume and then it cuts it's to, Then it cuts to July of this year. Yeah, because you know how <laughs> interesting enough Tokyo looks like. We a are recording right this in January in 2019. <laughs> yeah. So we're pretty much coming. Wait, up is it on still January? Era. Yeah, it's barely still January. Yeah, the, the time. Yeah, yeah, the way that barely. the the way that Neo Tokyo looks in this movie is really, it's just a very original. It's, it's kind of like uh, Blade Runner, but just even yeah. more worn down it, and ugly. I, you know, they've, could, they've come a, a long way in uh, thirty years. I think. Uh, I, gotta, I think there's a middle part between like Blade Runner and this movie. You know, it's a good uh, hybrid of everything. Remember Batman Beyond and that oh, backdrop Batman of Gotham? Beyond. Oh, Batman Beyond. I still, man, I still want a Batman Beyond movie. That we, should, that should we're be, due one. That should be the we next Batman one. movie. That's yeah. what I, like, I'd Actually, much rather I, have I that. Would, I would support that in the next five years. A good Batman Beyond movie. And that, would, that would give yeah. the cyberpunks something to talk I, about. I'm, exactly. I'm telling you what. They I would. Terrible Wait, confession. What, what? I've never watched I would, it. I would talk. I would, I'd, I'd talk about. My ass off about Batman Beyond I'd talk about that movie like a mug. You know what I'm talking about? Get the Batman Beyond unlocked, son. That's what I'm saying, though. Unlocked. I've never, I've never seen it. I feel. Oh, bad. you just you can leave for five minutes. Before <laughs> talk about this. Well, uh, no, it's like Batman when he's old and stuff, right? It, yeah, yeah it's, it Gotham's very cyberpunky. Okay, and, like, and, it looks and, like Blade Runner. And then out. like the like like the the central protagonist wears like a Batman Iron Man suit. Yeah, I've yeah, seen. He it's can fly. It's awesome. I remember the previews. And, for but it. the villains are different. That's the thing always hung me up about Batman Beyond. Besides the Joker, and then the yeah, they, they they shoehorn the Joker into it. Oh. Yeah. Although that is a good movie, and besides the point, because we're talking about Akira. Yeah, so. we yeah. Um, yeah, we got lost talking so about yeah, other the, cyberpunk property. Yeah. The, but the world building, the the cyberpunk aspect, I I really like it because it is so grimy and worn down. Oh and yeah, just it's dark. Rotten. There's and no d- trash. Uh, you know, there's, like oh, there's 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 it's, there's it's like just gr- grimy. It's yeah, it's gross. It looks like Batman versus Superman is gonna go is going to yeah, happen it's in like the distance. Glazed over with dirt as opposed just, to. Filth. Well, it's filth, but and, not and, trash. And just like, uh, like, like me and Asher were saying for the first half hour of the film, like, how does anybody live more than yes. twelve hours? Yeah, and, and this, everybody's and this getting world. arrested or shot at by the government. And yeah, like, like, and, and if the police don't kill you, then like this biker gang over here is just gonna run over your face into a coffee table yeah, with their motorcycle. And you're not making that up. That, that happened at happens. some point. Something in, in the first ten over. minutes. I think that by happens. the hero. 
Yeah, I think he was knocked in I, 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 think, I think it might have been Canada. I don't know. I don't know, man. Probably, Blame Canada. Blame <laughs> But yeah, no, it was this yeah. fan, fancy in it even Canada. like even going out to a fancy it's restaurant, up. you might just have your head driven over with a motorcycle. Yeah, that's, it's crazy. That's don't drive on the interstate. Like. It's just like LA. Don't drive on the interstate out there. It's, yeah, or it's just a, don't leave your house if you're fortunate enough to have one. I don't know. Don't go to Neo Tokyo. You know what? I bet you outside of this, it's all just fine. I feel like in Tokyo, this is what's happening now, and we're fine. That's one thing. You know, I wish the, it wouldn't surprise me. We, me and Aaron kind of were me thing. and Aaron were talking about this a little bit earlier. Is like I just Without it's really? it's it's so fascinating. Well, it's just before you guys got here, uh, okay. and uh-huh. and. Uh, it's just it's fascinating to examine Japanese Japanese culture that, that produced after World War II. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the best stuff they did. There's such a dramatic shift for two very obvious reasons. Yes, indeed. Uh, and and just like this is this is a piece of art that I feel like couldn't have come. It like 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 we wouldn't there wouldn't have been the environment to create something like this if it weren't for if it weren't for the culture that came. Post World War Two, yeah, yeah, and I feel like we're not seeing like the start of that. I feel like we're seeing like kind of the yeah this apex is, of that. This isn't like Kierkegaard level existentialism. This is no, this is like, like this heightened. is like Camus. Yeah, this is like like just really intense, ultimate extreme of what this age started out as. I mean, do you? Do we want to get into the ending, or should we should we wait on that? We we're we're gonna can get we, into we're gonna we go get into spoilers. We are de- we're definitely gonna do that. But are we just cool. gonna start from the top? Spoilers ahead, folks. Yeah. So this movie basically starts out with a couple of street youths. <laughs> youths. Oh, <Uh-oh>, watch <laughs> they're, out! They're, they're a bunch of young troublemakers. They're they're basically they have no they have nothing in their life except like violence and horror show violence and drugged milk. Just. This is not the first comparison I'm going to make to a Clockwork Orange. There will definitely be another oh, one coming how later. Many? Uh, we're in store. Well, he has one saved up for later, okay, which good. which I have. We will have a conversation. You about guys, that. work this out ahead of time. He he. Okay. Well, don't worry. We'll don't get worry there. about it. <laughs> so basically, like these guys, they have they have no concept of any kind of future beyond just like living for the day. So well, they're they just, high school kids, right? They're orphans yeah. and they're high school kids. They're high school and they kids. become a biker gang. Yeah. Oh, what were you doing at yeah, 16? It's, it's a school Nothing. of orphans. It's a school of kids nobody wants in this fucking world. They're bar- the government's <laughs> barely spending any money care. on Somehow to teach them Somehow they find nothing. motorcycles in Canada's... Punishment! They steal like them. The, Punishment! Oh, they just slaps them. It's fucked up. And, but Canada's bike is better than anyone's bike at all and sponsored by Canon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it, uh, like, like I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a good thing. And don't and like I, I think there's some truth. Like the like Asher was saying the whole time. Like like I'm telling you, the movie's about the motorcycle. The motorcycle's named Kira. Oh, the motorcycle. Is yeah. Oh, it, it motorcycle's Kira. The second most important character. And of yeah. course, I said right away that 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 the twist is going to be that Akira was inside all of this all along. And then it kind of. Kind of was. Kind of. Kind of called in it. a weird, a, non-obvious, confusing way. One that I well, get to be explained, and one that subverts your expectations. That's a form Whoa. of a thing. It did. <laughs> okay, but okay, but it actually did. It it actually worked in this movie. Thank you, Aaron. Somebody's got my back. But I didn't say you were wrong. I'm just making fun of you before I tell you're right. But so the movie Akira. So they it's it starts with them basically they're in a fight with this rival gang called the Clowns, 
And their gang is actually called the Capsules. They never says it in the movie, but that's is that why they, the the they, they, they have that yeah. symbol all over everything. Yeah, yeah, the, the Capsules capsule. are in it. That's, the, a, that's a metaphor for multiple things. And the right, and the and, <laughs> yeah. the, and the clowns, they're the ones that kind of wear that get-up gear, like they're one of the gangs and the warriors or something. Yeah, that would, <laughs> or, yeah. or they're like the raiders from Fallout or something like that. They're a thing from a thing. So they get yeah. so they get into a street fight with their but motorcycles. This, but this thing came. Well, I guess this came after the Warriors, but definitely before Fallout. It's about ten years after the Warriors, but there's no clowns in the Warriors unless you count the baseball furies, which weren't really clowns. They're more like. No, I mean, the, they, I mean, like they're clowns, but they're a different kind of clowns. Yeah, it ain't, fu- it ain't but these clowns. but these guys aren't clowns these are either. Clowns, the clown gang. So in the in the middle of the bike fight, it cuts away to the secondary story, which is a guy who is trying to take what appears to be a child. Um, like off somewhere, and he is obviously wounded, and you don't know what's yeah, yeah. going on. It oh, seems it seems yeah. like he's trying to save him because there are people after him, and there's a really fucked up scene with some dogs. Yep, <laughs> oh, man, juxtaposed dogs. over a nice, happy looking dog commercial. And uh, oh he, yeah, in the bar, there's like that dog commercial. It's really goofy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that was so unpleasant. That's you know that's not fair. I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it. You can't. Oh, yeah, I guess you can. But you throw a commercial in just to juxtapose the emotion of what's actually happening in the main storyline at the time. Yeah. It's a cinematic device that does work, but you got to be careful because people can find it cheap at times. They didn't do I it I don't too feel much. like it's cheap here. No, no, it did a really good job to establish the world. It, it works because, here. Because that's what was happening for this whole sequence is we're, we're establishing the world. It kind of reminded me of RoboCop. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> Would this, you buy that for a dollar? This... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but but I okay, so that happens and like you don't really you have absolutely no idea what's going on. There's obviously something a little off with this child because he looks kind of like an old man. He's like green, yeah, he's, but he's, he acts like a child too. He's like got the Benjamin Button syndrome or something. So the man is viciously murdered by mm-hmm. police. I mean, he was trying to shoot them too, but the kid has no the poli- a the police reaction. and the police in this movie are not the good guys yeah no I don't, there's are no there, there are no the good, good guys, guys and was uh, was Canada what, did, the closest no no when this movie came out was Japan at that time under martial law no and it wasn't it was it's Is that not, what you're it right? wasn't martial law in an official sense it was more of like there were a series of police actions that escalated to the point where they just basically. They made it very difficult to have any guns, and they made it very easy for the police to use guns because there was a lot of riots going on, and things got very bad for a number of years in the 70s. So, like, basically, it was people were more afraid to act out, but people were already in this mentality of being so terribly defeated after World War II that, like, they immediately. Just went okay with it. Well, damn! I can't believe nobody made Escape from Okinawa. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an interesting time. In that would have been a lot cool. of people. A lot of people don't talk about it, but it was very sad and. Well, kind it's of it's of alluded time. to in the movie because that first bar scene, which is the first couple minutes of the on the TV, you hear the news about student riots. Yeah, and that's what you told us before with your preamble that you had obviously rehearsed because you had notes <laughs> and you were wearing a sparkly cape. <laughs> You and I remember yeah, all, these, this, yeah, this yeah. very differently. And what was the podium about? It took <laughs> yeah. up a lot of it took up a lot of the space in the living room. We had room. to go to a gymnasium, not a gym, a gymnasium, and then go back to his house to watch the movie. 
it's like you know how there were student riots in America around the same time. It was just yeah. it was exponentially. I can't worse. imagine but that ever happening it's, again. It's, it's, <laughs> why would it? But the <laughs> in the news in the movie, it does allude to a student riots happened today. Yes. Blah blah blah. So yeah. it kind of starts. It, it ties into what you were talking about. Yeah. But um. But yeah, so this oh world gosh. fucked up. You yeah, know, so uh, this world fucked up. So That's what we're saying. Upon seeing this guy being terribly murdered by a bunch of machine guns, the little child who looks like an old man. Yeah, talk about RoboCop. Has a <laughs> has a and, and it's just like it's just like a wall out. of police officers with machine guns. Just yeah, like they get it. It's and, just, yeah, and he destroys oh, a bunch of mirrors and like a building with his psychic powers which now that's a thing so suddenly psychic powers are a thing in this movie i think that it's was like, the yep, first okay. what? moment of just like watching a weird thing happen you go what? Well, according to asher woo! there were this asher was there and there were many there, there were there this. are many a woos i can't even remember all the woos so one we'll of, try and keep an accurate representation of the woos from, from now on from now on i'm going to start keeping a log a woo log a woo log it seems like a lot of work man so one it's going to be worth it. It's going to pay off. One of our, for now, protagonists, Tetsuo Shima. Um, Tetsuo. Tetsuo Shima. He, he was uh, in front of everybody else in the motorcycle chase, and he runs into this child as he had like teleported onto the street. Man, I never bought it. What's up? I never bought it. You never bought the Tetsuo, uh, like, like snuffed it? And he, do you think the kid actually did something to his bike? No, like I never, I never bought into this guy is the good guy. Well, yeah, you oh, yeah, see, auto- no good guys you see automatically that there's, some, there's something that. wrong in his eyes. And but so he he's hit by this kid's psychic blast, and it kind of changes his own brain pattern, and he gains psychic powers. Yeah, that was that that was that was a that was a woo that. moment. Yeah, woo. Whenever like he comes crashing into the kid. Yeah. yeah, and there's like just like he has a, he has a nest from Earthbound moment or whatever. And <laughs> yeah, and th- that was just woo. Yeah, okay, that's where the, that's right. where the, this is happening. That's where We're the government this. comes in and they try and take the kid, but the biker gang is there, the capsules that we now know. And the big bad shows up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 boss volume uh, one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's mid level boss. Like like he shows up and he takes all the kids in. To give them, give them the, like just question them. Big and boss shows up on the, the shield bikes, helicarrier. But they take Tetsuo to a hospital and they arrest everybody. Everybody. But they like because the oh, there's a scene in the holding cell oh with gosh. like all the other gang yeah. members and the guy pulls out a grenade and everyone thinks this is it, this is it, and this guy's like, I'm taking my life and everyone's with me and then the grenade doesn't work. So, so then he gets his ass gets kicked. His ass beat the fuck up. It's and they, up. As they drag him away, they drag his ass very away. Very large puddle of blood. And then the guy's like, was. we'll deal with him on our own terms. And then it pans up so and they just other rooms. And you can hear him getting beaten. Yeah. So he's just getting his ass yeah. beat even worse in another room. So, But the police system is so overrun that they can't be bothered to deal with this thing, even though they, they, beat, the, they beat the shit out of these clown guys and probably killed one of them. Probably. They just yeah, let them die. go because they're so there's there's too many people to process. But we've reported you to your school and the the school later. They're teenagers. Just and systematically on, and, on the, and on the way out, punches uh, them in the face. is it is it Ted Sow who's just like she's one of us or is that Canada? Canada. Was Canada. That was Canada. Ca- it's ca- all right. It's Canada. It's all right. Canada. Okay. No, I want to get this right. It's Canada. It's Canada. And Ted Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Yeah. Tetsuo and Canada. Yes. So Clarence Senior on his way out just points. <laughs> Christopher Walken <laughs> just 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 points to a, a pretty a, a pretty girl. To bother you. 
Of, but this points to a pretty <laughs> girl. Thing. And Who's Predator 2, that's all the references. Now we can move on. Her name is it Kay. It is not. Her name is Kay. She was working with the guy that was trying to trying to help the kid. And that's right, she ended that's up right. being arrested. And but so that happened Connor in like half gets, a scene. Gets her out. Because she's like, he's like, she's a part of our gang. Because she's hot. That's literally the only reason. Are oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, come he on. Didn't know, he, he didn't know any better. Oh, he man, saw her. A teenage and, boy does it. Well, that's that's, the, that's exactly what it was. It was like she was pretty. She is, and she's he immediately pretty tries and, to get in her pants. Yep. Like that's the first thing he does, and he's like, he's a very he's a very likable uh, likable hero type. He's an he's an interesting protagonist, that's for sure. Man, they should make they should, they should put this guy in Smash. That'd be badass. <laughs> oh yeah. With, with like his laser gun? Laser oh, gun. Oh, laser yeah. Gun. So like, and, and then like and, a, like and, a and special the was the bike. Yeah, and the bike. And the bike. Dude. And it just runs back and forth. Nintendo, take notes. You, you hear us? You hear us out there? I bet, I, you know what? I bet the rights to to Canada would be ex, like just extraordinary. Nintendo has all the money. Uh, yeah, but still. Like yeah. they, they I don't think they've ever put out. I don't think have they ever put out an Akira video game. I don't think so. No, they put out some. No, no, but they put out a whole bunch of stuff. Oh no, yeah, there's. I'm just, no, just, I'm just saying, like he's a character that would fit well into the Smash universe. Yeah. That's all. But anyway, so clearly this becomes more about you know some government secret stuff and Tetsuo. A lot of government secret stuff. I wish the movie doesn't try to explain that hard. And it's then, more like you watch it happen. And then there's like then there's like secret society outside of the government secret stuff. This yeah. is where I start to question what is Akira. Yeah, at this point at this point it's like pushing five and a half movies. Yeah. So Akira is a character who is revered by some of these kind of doomsday prophet because there's a there's a tremendous amount of energy that comes from Akira. Akira is Akira noticeable, and and they they, and they keep they, Akira locked in the basement. Yeah, and they feel like, like Akira deep, deep away. them at certain times, and Akira holds the truth to many things. And Akira has some relationship and with the explosion that happened way back I, then I, that, led, that led to World War Three. We forgot to mention that. Yeah, that's there what was the explosion a, was. Yeah, that's what it was. World War Three was, was, was 1987 or whatever. But between like the government. And then what we later learn are the little psychic kids. They're called espers, actually. Espers. I, for, I, needed, espers. I forgot the name. That their names and are like espers. Crazy doomsday cult. You don't under, fully understand what Akira is. Yeah. You just get general ideas of what Akira could be. There's people that talk about Akira. Until the end. Yeah. Until like, the end, you're like, yeah. People talk about it. Akira Sometimes is a cult they don't talk about Akira like it's a person. Yeah, Akira is like a cult. Yeah. Well, and I, I mentioned this earlier, but Akira basically acts as a MacGuffin for the whole movie. Yes, we know. The mystery. We, we, we tried re- I tried really hard to figure out what Akira is, and I kind of sort of have a theory. That Akira is inside all of us and was the whole whole time? Eventually, but not because uh, it's not because of the way the reason why it usually is that. I'll I'll say at the end. Doesn't cool. matter who. That's cool. <laughs> I want it yeah, I definitely want to hear your theory. I like I've I've watched it enough to definitely get my own opinion on it, but um, yeah, I definitely want to hear your guys' opinions on the ending and, and your interpretations of it, because it is purposefully it's, ambiguous. Uh, I mean, like, at this it's, point... It's, it's 2001-ish. At this point, yeah. it's still like a like a, a, <laughs> a fresh take, you know, like, like, a, like only seen it once. Yeah. Yeah. And saw it once very recently, but... It's been 48 hours, but it feels like 12. But I mean, like, I've definitely had time to kind of marinate on it, and it's one of those movies that you do want to marinate on yeah, and you look at IMDb hoping you can find some clues, and you don't. Actually, I didn't do very much of that this time. I just kind of tossed it around. 
But I mean, like, I really like a lot of what it's uh, what it's saying. I mean, you know, like I, I referenced uh, existentialism earlier, and, and there definitely are some elements to that, or, or like maybe nihilism is more accurate. Like, like whenever you're whenever you're facing down uh, a force that is as big as as what the Akira force ends up being, but but at the same time, like. Like just Canada as a just Canada really steps into the hero role as Tetzel steps into the villain role. It and, becomes Joseph Campbell at some point. It's so abstract. Yeah, and then it forms into frankly. But their reasons for doing so are so, like, so wildly different than the normal archetype. Yeah, but it falls into it so naturally. You're right, You're right. but yeah. but I think their motivations are what makes. M- makes it most interesting for the fact that they the the fact that they become who they become in the movie. Well, it's it's it when I mean, you break it down like Canada's uh, most motivation is to save and help and Tetsu is for infinite power. What's more complicated yeah, than Te- that? Yeah, Tetsu is the guy that's been bullied like his whole life. He's Even always the guy who's Canada, he still feels pushed around by. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Any kind of he, he he resents yeah, he resents they, they both he resents were orphan, Canada. orphan kids. They grew up together, right? Kind yeah, of the yeah they grew up in the same orphanage. But but Canada, but Canada is always looking out for Tetsuo, even if he's giving Tetsuo a hard time. Like that's kind of like, and that's that's a thing that we learn, especially towards the end. Um, but but that's 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 where Tetsuo's that's where his his quest for power comes from is yeah. is his lack of having any kind of power up to this point in his life. Yeah, and now it's suddenly he has hard. more power he's than ultimate. anyone. <laughs> he has ultimate. Power. And you, you think he's the most ultimate being. For a long chunk of this movie, you think like this is it. You yeah. can't stop Tetsuo. Yeah, no, no, nobody can stop him. So like, he, as he the, took on he took on the the uh, the old people kids. Yeah, and as the government is starting to keep him, do test on him, he's starting to trip out a little bit, see some shit, which which feel that's, some shit. While the Baiku games trying to they hook up with rebels, right? To try and get inside the just, hospital, just like, to save. He like goes to save him. Well, well yeah. pause. That's one of those moments in the movie that I felt like, okay, this is where I can tell that there's a whole lot of manga that goes on between the thing we last saw yeah. and now all of a sudden we're at the stadium the and they've been containing Tetzel for however long now. The, the fact that the rebels randomly show up and then they're gone 20 minutes later. Yeah. Like, you know that's deep yeah. as hell. Like, yeah. like, I, like, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of shit that explains whatever was happening. Yeah, but there's no way they could have covered it without doing like a, a show. A and they would have they would have never gotten the funding to do a but show. But I just for this. Uh, I just have to accept that this is where we are now. Yeah, this is, this is it. This is where we are, and it's fine. But and so I, I knew that it would be fine. We're fine. But no, yeah, the entire the entire hospital scene is. Oh, I break think, that down. Start start from scratch there, homie. Oh, with Tetsu. So Tetsu was in the hospital after the accident with the psychic. And kid. he escaped shortly. They show almost nothing of that. Like he he just gets out of the hospital and. Oh, you're blowing he, over, he, man! Come on. No, no, no. He has no, like no, no, no. he has a diehard moment. He meets up with Kauri and they try to steal um, Kana's bike. And things do not go well because he doesn't know how to drive his bike. The clowns well, show up. Canada's bike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and bike Canada has to show up and save the day. Yeah, in which you know Tetsuo does not want like to I, like, have like I was oh, like yeah. I was just saying, and which is part off. of the whole thing. It's it like sets the second, him off. It's so like the, the government but, comes and grabs but, but, him. But that's not the first time. You know, that's no, not the first time that Tetsuo's been in trouble and Canada had to show up and bail his ass out. It's like the first scenes replayed again. Yeah. But that's like where it becomes clear exactly what's what's wrong. This is what this exactly is their relationship. Yeah. This is this is his identity as far as he knows. And, and like 
Kanada had every reason to be like, dude, you stole my bike. I should kick your face. But cool he wasn't about it. He's not gonna do that because that's his friend. Yeah, a good friend. Like even even when he kind of bullies him, even when he kind of like he's he's just acting kind of like an alpha dog. You know, it's just like you know, I got to keep you in line yeah, because well, I know better. Well, can, yeah, can, Canada's the uh, he's he's the leader of the pack. So, so then they take him back to the hospital, and things just go out of line because the espers, um, the they kicks. they decide among themselves that he's too dangerous to let the government continue getting him stronger because his power will not be able to be contained, and he's going to be even worse than Akira if he actually attains like his true potential. So they try to kill him in a very strange and nightmarish manner. Oh yeah. They, they, they try to kill him by hallucination. It's like, like, <laughs> like when it happens, you're just like, what the hell am I watching? Yeah. I, I loved your guys' expressions because I've seen I it felt, so many times. I was just like, yeah, I, I know. I was so happy for once to be the guy who didn't see the movie that we're watching. And for two to let someone else like Aaron have that experience that we often have with like Asher, uh, we watch somebody watch the movie, and this like oh, Asher man. did get all of us for uh, for uh, what was it the Jake Gyllenhaal movie Nightcrawler? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, that movie. God, all you guys, all, all, you guys still won't tell me anything about that. Movie. All you can do. What do you do, want me to tell you? It's uncomfortable. It's all you uncomfortable can do movie. is react to the <laughs> horrible things you're seeing happen on the screen. Right, it's have, like an awkward date for. How long an awkward date? It's like an awkward date, but like they won't leave your house. Well, I'll I'll watch it myself sometime. I guess. Oh God. So okay, so they basically transform into these nightmarish versions of gigantic toys that they dissipate in the dust. Yeah. Yeah. When, but he when he realizes he can use his, his psychic well, powers against them, he well, he eats them pretty he quickly. steps on a glass that he broke in the, right. in the process of like. Being scared by his powers, kind of. It was, yeah. it was like a whole scene like that. Yeah. And he steps on the broken glass, a la Die Hard, and starts yeah. and starts bleeding. And then he, when he rips it out, they see his blood and the kids. And the kids freak out because of blood. Yeah. Because, I mean, even though they're like old people, they're still children at heart. Like, they yeah. never grew past being, you know, like whatever. Kids, yeah. yeah. So that happens, and then he decides that he's just going to leave... And they, because he can, he realizes that he can. And they encounter. Oh, he out paints the walls. He with God with, with, these, with uh, people. People painter. He smushes Pencil. them. He smushes them in a spherical manner it's, against all of the walls. It's, so he decides to leave. He gets to the hallway. There's like it's either doctors or orderlies or security guards or cops or something. And do you remember in Watchmen? And where it's like, like oh, he's eleven. Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's like he's eleven. But do you remember in Watchmen when like. There's a there's a cutaway scene in like a Doctor Manhattan flashback, and all he does is point his hand at gangsters who are jumping up in slow motion to pull guns on them, and they just implode. And there's just nothing but entrails sitting on the ceiling, dripping all over their dates. <laughs> That's what happened to these motherfuckers. Yeah, in it's the hallways due to Tetsuya. Pieces yeah, of the, guys falling. That out portion of the, of the hallway is yeah. now red. You're very lucky if there's any portion there's of the, it still looks that's like a dripping human. down. So he like, just lose a finger. He could just the animation looks great and it's it looks, horrifying. It looks, it looks really good. He just continues to effortlessly murder these people to get himself to the baby room, where is where the espers are contained. But meanwhile, Canada has hooked up with uh, Kay because he like kind of found her out and um and she's being controlled by the by the little girl kid all along. 
No, that happens later. That happens later. They're they're being they're being that whole thing. I think it's so subtle that Kay doesn't know she's. They're being paid by this corrupt politician who looks like a rabbit to um to capture these children in order to like. I don't know. Oh there's, yeah, there's some weird, complicated things. thing involved. There's like, there's like it's, it's politicians form a coup with these rebels to take over. They want there's they, a council, right? Wait, hold on. Here's the deal. Me and Aaron watched the anime version of Metropolis like the week before, so I might yeah. be forgetting. I might be mixing the two a little bit. Um, they what, did have very similar situations, like class systems and revolutionaries and all this. But isn't this the one where like one guy tries to stage a coup? For the count, no. This is the one where there's like, the, like the general, t- like boss one. It's Colonel. Colonel, whatever. Hold on, hold on. Colonel. Uh, yeah, piece of paper. Shik- Shikishima. So the Colonel, Colonel Shikishima. Colonel Shikishima um, is in charge of holding over, controlling the city with the militia and the army for the council. But he also has control over the espers and Akira. And and Akira. So he decides like, nah, fuck it. Uh, take out the council, arrest everyone. I'm taking over the city. But what the rabbit dude was trying to do, what the rabbit dude was trying to do, was capture one of the espers so they could use him. I think as like political blackmail. But that's why they sent the 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 terrorists in because he was funding the terrorists from the from the outset. This movie's got layers. I think man. they were also trying to kill Bruce Willis. <laughs> and. I think getting Bruce Willis was a bonus. It's because we all James know they're and, just going after money in the and safe. Sam, and Sam Jackson and <laughs> it suggested that that the that the rabbit dude I cannot remember his name. I'm sorry. Rabbit dude's fine. It suge- it suggested that the rabbit dude wanted to use the power of Akira no, it's to ju- it's recreate just a silly the secret organization explosion. that I just don't quite understand what it is they're trying to do. Yeah, it's but another the, one of those huh what? It is a, moments. It is a movie. little complicated, and it's kind of just you're kind of just supposed to understand their motivations oh, more than their actual intent. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the supposedness. <laughs> but anyway, so. Um, Canada goes along with the rebel dudes to. They're gonna rescue Tetsuo. Tetsuo, rescue Tetsuo. Tetsuo. And uh, okay. one of them gets killed by a flying motorcycle bike. That's or, generous. It's uh, more like a. It's more like a snow ski that also flies. Ski. I, I imagine that a lot of people do get killed by flying motorcycle bikes in this universe. It was, yeah, there's a lot of collateral damage. It was a. Fl- it was a no flying jet ski with a Gatling gun on the front. One you know, of the dudes, like you do. One of the dudes got killed. Like we by have that. in 2019, and uh, <laughs> and then and uh, he get they get separated from Ryu, which is a dude from earlier. Are, are we are we getting to the part? Are we getting to the part where like uh, Canada's on the elevator with that motherfucker? And yes, <laughs> this is about to. So Canada to and Ray that. get on and the, the door thing, and they yeah they they the doors open and he's on an elevator and he's like, hey, where's the baby room? And the dude in front of him is just like. Obviously, shit in his pants because this is the last thing he expected to see. And this is one of the movie's twists. So they get there and they find Tetsuo, and he is in a fight with the Espers. And Tetsuo. And just it turns of, out that the Espers are the babies. Yeah, the, the little, the little children. That's old the, children. That's thing. the. They're the babies. They're the, they were in a. It's it's this creepy like yeah, it's crazy. gigantic nursery room. It's very it's hard really to creepy. But like you know the kids tree. are like thirty. Four? It's like a huge tree uh, and like gigantic know, kids. But toys they everywhere. look like they're 80. But they, yeah. And they also but still have still the mentality of children. Yeah. Uh, but so with like anyway, crazy powers. 
They're Half Life kids. That so Tetsuo for. almost it's, hurts Kanada. It's like the New Mutants, but like if it worked. And then he immediately reveals that he's evil, was evil the whole time, because Kanada's like, "I'm here to save you," and he's like, "You don't need to save me anymore. I'll do the saving from now on." And I believe in that moment. That's whenever I said, "It's like, huh? It's almost like he's the villain." <laughs> You get it? Because yeah. he's the villain. The last half of this movie is these two people going at it. I'm like, I think this guy's the villain. So you realize very quickly that, you know, this isn't going to end well for anybody. And uh, the espers tell him telepathically that there's someone stronger than him, and that's Akira. In Which, order by to the way, the movie still has not explained who Akira is. Except, that he's, connect- Akira is. except that he's connected to the big explosion. In the the big explosion. So so it makes Tetsuo start walking towards the he's newly the, built well, Olympic Stadium, right? Well, Akira, Akira is the spooky ghost in the basement. That's, yeah. that's what we know about See, him. He definitely, yeah. definitely is that. But so the military attacks him. They shoot a they shoot a tank bullet at him, and it explodes right in front of him. It's one of the coolest scenes. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's, like, it's like the sonic for, invisible force field around him. <laughs> so when they shoot this giant so thing, it explodes like just creates in front a of him. crater in front and of him. And for yeah. some reason, Tetsu is like, "Fuck it, I'll embrace this," and gets a cape. Yeah, <laughs> this shit. Yep. Like a fucking when he puts on like a like a Superman cape. It's just like it's like a curtain. And he's like, you know what? Gonna wrap this around my shoes. He puts, on, he, he, the bad he guy puts on he puts on a cape like he's about to walk into Super Smash Bros. as another downloadable character after Canada. Just own it. It's it, it'd be like yeah, a mute I mean, suit type fighter. This is, it was basically like it was like putting on a sign that I, want to see both. I am the villain now. And it it worked. It's really good. I he love, put well I love well, an, well uh, an interesting detail about the cape. Whenever he puts it on, if you look real closely, it says on the back, "Haters gonna hate." <laughs> <laughs> so then he immediately just starts like blowing up tanks with his mind, and he destroys a bridge with a bunch of his followers on it because he's just evil. And they're <laughs> well, they're obsessed. The the cold aspect is interesting. They're obsessed with Akira, even though they just assume Akira's just God. It, but they also Just all essence of every energy, and yep. they also and they see he's this in Tetsuo, so they feel like Tetsuo is like the Messiah of this whole thing. The and then they go there, and Tetsuo is like, "I don't give a shit what happens. I'll fuck up this bridge. Everyone starts to fall." Oh, he fucks up that bridge. He fucks up that bridge. There ain't no bridge and, no more. And me and me and Aaron were talking about that a little bit too earlier because we we talked about a little bit of this stuff. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I was only like 11 Ways minutes late. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. We talked about a little bit of this, but John, apparently, like, a, this? apparently. I got, John, I got, John looks heartbroken. I got home. He really I, does. I got here a little early. Uh, so, so we were talking about it, and, um, and he said this is one of the parts that the manga really went into, is the whole like the the cult of Tessau that that comes in the wake of of him fucking up the military, yeah. essentially, and it's just uh, and 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 I can definitely see that kind of a story play out based on what we've seen Tetsuo do like it seems like in this kind of dystopian sci-fi f- future fantasy story like yeah okay so these people are now they're now they're like diehard followers of Tetsuo Tetsuo is like a, an incarnation of like the most powerful god that ever was it's and easy how people make up their religious ideas like really quickly it's uh, I made a I made a Tommy comparison I believe it's kind of like uh um, you know, like 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 the messianic figure shows up, and everybody wants to embrace that, even though like it's a problematic figure. Um, but they're just so eager to embrace something. That was a point that you yeah, were drawing they're, on. They're looking for exactly. Brian. 
They're yeah. They were wait. They were totally waiting. Brian. They were waiting for him because they were, waiting they were for living Brian. in such a yeah. miserable reality that anything would be better, even if it was just a nihilistic, destructive force of nature that would leave nothing in his path. That was something at least. That would strap a gag on you, blindfold you, and stick you at a pinball machine. Like he be, <laughs> he becomes um, in the in the comic. He actually, I think, becomes a leader of the clowns at one point or something like that. I I really need to read it to be honest. Uh, I feel I feel bad that I haven't in all these years. It's just they're very expensive. But, I can um, understand. That makes sense. But so he he like basically takes over like a whole section of Tokyo Neo Tokyo and like he's yeah, it's it's important to clarify this is Neo Tokyo. It, it says so back in the beginning. It's like but he, it's not built on the ruins so much as it's built far away from the original Tokyo that was well, it's like that episode of the Simpsons where they just moved the, the whole city like five miles down the road hey Homer but that whole the whole, oh, hi, Homer. The whole hi, thing with him um, I'll be a moose <laughs> getting addicted to the pills like that was stretched out he becomes severely addicted to those pills and he becomes just like a drug addled mess who just goes around just doing some terrible things that I don't really want to go into specific detail about but is it, it painting the walls with security personnel? Because he does that. It can't top that. Cowrie was not exactly his girlfriend before the beginning. Oh no, he was the deep events. in the friend zone. No, no, she becomes one of the women that he just kind of gets because he can do whatever he wants. Oh yeah. So remember, you know, it kind of gets like that. So he so so he rapes her. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much their relationship. Yeah. That's called rape. Yep. That's up. So yeah, that, whenever, that's, whenever, that's who he whenever becomes. a man uses power to get sex from a woman, that's called rape. And it like yeah. he he does that with not just her, but you know, a lot of women, but she becomes are we, like but, but are we all on record that that's yes, how we that all works? agree with the exact statement you said and so we'll never like, argue against it. The mo- I'm just like the is movie, it is that hard to understand? Or no, we, we get good? it. But the movie okay. portrayed their relationship as a it just it just seems like it's like a thing in so many situations and just like he, I don't know. You feel like a crazy person. The the movie makes their relationship out to be a boyfriend girlfriend thing. Um, it's like immediately. Like, I feel more like she's into him and he's like cool with it. That's that's what I feel from. Him. She's something. She's anything. She's somebody like that he, continues like caring like, about him no matter how terrible it becomes. Kind of like just doesn't really pay attention. It's really that's yeah. That's rude. the thing. Like everybody, nobody else wants to be around him because he becomes a fucking monster. But she's the only one that still like cares about him somehow. And I'm pretty sure that relationship still plays out in the comic, but so it doesn't plays out in the start manga, But in the well. movie, he's pretty much like on the way straight to the stadium, right? Yeah. Um, well, wait, no, not the st- not stadium first. He's got to find Akira first. I thought Akira finds him. He's well. Wait, no, sorry. Canada finds him on the way to the stadium where Akira is. Yeah, because no, no. hold cause, on, no, there was a scene before that. It wasn't at the stadium. He takes Akira to the stadium. He, he finds him in that. He takes Akira to the stadium. Where's he find Akira? Oh, that's right. Akira's in like this in the underground ball. facility. That's right. There's an underground facility and there's this whole fight sequence and it pops out of the ground and it's just weird. It looks like everyone's like, oh, it's just... I'm but like, that's no. the fight sequence with Canada. It's, it's one the, of the fights at the stadium. Well, first, he no, has a, before that. First, he has a fight with first he has a fight with Kay, who is now inhabited by the thr- minds of the three espers, who are using her as a conduit for their psychic powers to fight against him. But they're still not strong enough to beat him. Right. So she's kind of defeated, and then 
This is where they find Akira, and it pops yeah. out of the ground like it's been buried. Yeah. And Akira is this giant sphere. It looks like the Technodrome, dude. Yeah. And it says Akira. I'm like, oh, that's Akira. Akira's a bomb. And so he uses and his then they open it, And there's a bunch apart. of exposition dump by both the Espers and Colonel What's-His-Name of who Akira is. So there's all these cylinders with, like, brain stems in just it. Organ, organ and just parts. just organs of what was left of Akira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go to the damn stadium because... You kept saying this, you're like, well, this is one of five climaxes of this movie. It's like, when are we going to get to the goddamn stadium? But, but him, yeah. no, but uh, him and Conada him and Connor do but no, have it's a funny fight that, It's funny that you say that the movie has five climaxes. Well, there are five movies. <laughs> him all, and, of them, all of them got to finish. Sorry. Him and Conada do have a fight it's there. They have a short one where he shows up and he's basically like... Cause oh, they, is this the one where Canada's a badass and just like straight up like has that... Oh, underhand yeah. laser thing that just works awesome, like blasts him right in the belly. But so, but yeah, like some shit out of like Bishop from X Men. Like yeah, what? straight up, like it hooks up to his veins and just powers by his own imagination. But and he takes it out. So so, um, Tetsuo had killed one of their friends earlier at a bar, which I want to say was interestingly one of the few off-screen deaths. Which kind of yeah, made it played it, off really which well. Which kind really of made it. it more fucked up because you have no idea what he did to him. Which, right. since it was personal, was probably way worse. Which than is the power of cinema. Like what yeah. you don't show and imply shows how powerful cinema is, and the idea that it's totally subjective. Like you can take your ideas and find a way to just give it whatever you want it to mean, but and it, then you catch up with it. But yeah. most other scenes of violence in that movie are directly put in front of you. And you you see it, yeah don't it don't shy away it gets right it, it gets right close it on it shows all of the ugliness but that's the one that is the one that they didn't bother showing except I think there was a scene with some guards I don't think there's significance to why it's that one I just think it's interesting that there is one yeah, yeah. okay so because of that Conrad decides look I got to put him down he's gone too far. So he goes. That that's the catalyst. Oh, because he kills well, a friend. Well, of theirs. really, really, he yes. just wants. There's, a, there's another game member yeah. he takes out. Really, like he just friends. wants to confront him, but you can tell that he's willing to do that. Yeah, now that he's killed his friend, it's like, all right, you've overstepped the bounds. Now that now I got, I have to kill him. Yeah. So he goes there to kill him. He has a fight. He's got a laser gun. Tetsuo has incredible psychic powers. They both kind of take it easy on each other because you can tell neither of them really want to do it, but they. Are still kind of trying. Is this mm-hmm. the second climax then, or the third climax? This is the this is the second. And so the colonel calls in an attack from Saul, which is a uh, Ooh, a gigantic satellite. a gigantic satellite laser. So well. Oh, that part so, is so cool. It's so cool. So it starts blasting the shit out of him, and it blasts Tetsuo's arm it right cuts off. Cuts his arm off, just y'all. straight off, and he's fine. He, I mean, he, he, he's I mean, no, no, he's, he's not happy about it, but, but he, he's fine. But he, you know, he he's creates a, he creates a metal arm in place of it. I, I'll put it this it's way. Like I'll put it this too. way. He's yeah. he's oh, handled it better. He's handling it better than I would. Yeah. So then he goes and takes down the satellite by flying into space and just blowing it up from the inside, like Superman. It was so really it, cool. So it starts like shooting everywhere. Yeah, he's and Superman's the satellite. Canada. Yeah, that's that's the thing. When he takes it out, just like because it's like this. So much energy from such like high atmosphere that it has to send energy down to one spot and then concentrate it into the center of that. And then there's so much energy in one spot, it shoots like a beam yeah. of energy or light or something else to destroy it. Pretty, pretty friggin' cool scene, anyway. It was 
that that scene when yeah. the, like the blue beam surrounded them and starts shrinking was like it was one of the it's it's parts. weird because you know evil is coming within a three-second time, but you have no you bail, and you don't know if you can bail, if it's good enough, because it's a satellite, dude. Yeah. This may be for show. You don't know how it's going to do. You don't know how much of it's going to destroy. So basically, both of them are forced to flee the scene. Uh, Tetsuo goes to the stadium and sits on a stone throne surrounded by... Pieces of Akira. Well, because, at this point well, in the anime, because two well, hours. He, he draws in like all the metal beams and like, and that goes into the Sentinels. Well, it here's the deal. It's an anime and it's two hours in, and legally, <laughs> just the look Aaron's giving me. Yes. Well, you're holding your hands out like you're what a couple high fives. <laughs> no, I was, I was Magneto. I was. You're doing it good. <laughs> Don't judge me. I'm not judging. I'm commenting. So anyway, Cowrie well, shows up. I was gonna say, so with the, with the throne, you're two hours into an anime at this point, and legally all animes had to have like this messianic figure fully established narratively. By this point, yeah, Tommy's got to be like having his camp or something. Yeah, it's got to be ridiculous at this point. Like like in uh, in Metropolis, that little girl robot has to be like oh, be so the beautiful. machine, and his child molesting uncle has to be like a counselor or something. It's just not like, really like, sure what's like, going on there. <laughs> It's just everything's got to be like so archetypy, yeah. big and broad, and not broad, but like big in scope and just mythological at this point. There's always like some sort of weird messianic figure. Not always yep. a protagonist, but always yeah, some ultimate being. Yeah, I never bought Tetsao as a protagonist. No, no. But there's all, by this time, I never this, trusted By this point, in anime films, there's always like yeah. this big, giant, all powerful being that people have to deal with. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we 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 really need to see Princess Mononoke. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, Princess Mononoke is like the other two we just watched. Apparently, like, Ghost in like, the Shell is a big deal too. I, I I I could never get into it, but I understand why people do. I heard Samurai Seven was something to pay attention to. So are we are we through just like the big stadium fight? That's that's no, that's we're not at the big stadium tonight. Yeah, so he's at the stadium. Cowrie shows up. He he ain't doing too well. Kanada shows up after recharging the laser gun with his bike. And um so, you know, it's okay. you know, it's it's time to it's time for things to be done. So he tries to, you know, he tries to fight him again. He's got his bike and he's got a laser gun and it's pretty cool and things are going pretty interesting. It is all very objectively cool. And then things go very left field very fast. Well, how so, Aaron? Well, uh Tetsuo gets shot in his metal arm and it creates a kind of pus. I mean, it couldn't possibly be as weird as that episode of South Park where it's Cartman so, fuses with his trapper keeper. Kind yeah, of. It's about, it's that, well, that's we, obviously uh, where they got it from. I'm glad you got that reference. Yeah. So there's Wait, a, psych, so yeah, so South Park there's a psychophysical reaction where his body can no longer handle the psychic power and starts to transform into an all-consuming amoeba. Body horror baby monster. Real Cronenberg shit. Yeah. And uh, like the star child from 2001 crashed into space and just like fusing with all things that are unholy. It, and and it, the dominoes. It begins to grow using the unstoppable force of whatever cosmic energy is fueling its psychic power to begin with. And so it's a, going to consume basically everything on the planet and possibly who knows how far. So things are going very badly. 
Kanada is sucked yeah, up doesn't into look the body. Good. Doesn't look good. Kanada is uh, sucked up into the body. As is K. K. Um, K is like. No, K, K is, is a, no, no, I, it was Cowrie. Yeah, it's Cowrie. Cowrie sucked into the body. Cowrie. She explodes in blood. I feel like the best verb to use for that was blustered. The worst part about that, that scene is as blustered? you. How much time did you spend on MerriamWebster.com? I did. I just came up with that. Blustered. Yeah. So yeah, no one believes that. The worst part about that is immediately before <laughs> that happens. The truth. Tetsuo sends Kanada a mental message saying he feels her, Sorry. he feels her pain, so he can actually feel as her body is being crushed inside of him when he can't stop it. I, yeah. That's, well, that's, and that's, then she explodes into blood. Yeah, and at this, at this point, Tetsuo is losing control of his body. So Kanada pulls the absorbed. trigger on his laser gun. Shoots his way out of there. Like a he like, he Beowulfs his way out of that situation. Like, I dare say he Americans his in way a, out. In a mighty kasploosh. And um, that's, that's, like okay, Drax in a big title. unnecessary set piece to start up the second Guardians movie, he call, just fights his way out. I call band name the Mighty. What was it? Mighty Kasploosh. Mighty Kasploosh. I call band name. Mighty Kasploosh. Mighty just Kasploosh. sounds like the Mighty Boosh. So it's it, you. You. It's a cover. It's a tribute band for all the songs from Mighty Boosh. So I would be into that. Yeah, you would. The es, the Espers who are watching from a short distance, they are like, well, this is unacceptable. So they teleport down to right in front of where Akira's organs are, and they use their psychic powers in unison to resurrect him into a single form. And he's just a boy. He's just a little boy. He's just a little boy. And he says, hey, what's up? I'm Akira. I just got here. What's going on? And then he immediate cre- immediately creates a singularity that absorbs everything around him in like a 10-mile radius. It's like, okay, so this is where I don't know what the manga did to explain this, but basically the backstory that no one's talking about because no one has a fucking clue of how it worked out is that there was these four kids and they were either they were tested and monitored either because of natural psychic abilities or drug induced psychic abilities. Yes, and that both. basically yes, and both. the end result of that is Akira attuning so much into his psychic powers that he is ultimate energy and thus creates that imitation of a nuclear reaction in 1988 in Tokyo. This is what's left of him. And the oh, government yeah, that's, for that's, 30 years have That is to totally what that was. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what happened. That's, okay. that's so definitely it's just, what that was. So, so it's, it's experiment gone wrong that after 30 years, myth has taken over in a vast amount of ways. So mm-hmm. really quickly, though, the espers had teleported the, the colonel and... K outside of the radius of destruction, but Kanada did not get out. He gets absorbed into the singularity where he is then introduced to the the minds, the the unbridled minds. He went of, into the monolith of the. Well, actually, the espers go in there after him to save his life, even knowing they're never going to get out. But they, using their combined psychic energy, they can save him. From luckily, it. they give us all a big exposition dump to yes. explain they to us how that. that. So they and show we, how, how all that we works. We make jokes, but really, I needed that at that point. So they sh- they show the history of the espers and like what happened and how they were like drugged and tested in this place until suddenly the powers of Akira became like way too strong and it went out of control in a similar way of Tetsuo's except it just turned into pure energy probably because more of his mental state than anything else because <laughs> he was a kid and not like this screwed up teenager that had only lived a life of violence and oppression 
So that, that you know, that probably had a little bit to do with it. But you think so? Um, Kanada gets to see Tetsuo's memories, and he sees for the first time that Tetsuo always viewed, even when he protected him as a little kid, as inferior. He he felt himself inferior, and then that mentality of feeling inferior your entire life transformed him into the monster that he became once he was given power. Yeah. And that that is that is why everything happened. That's how that story went. And then the, the espers used their psychic powers. A to, seemingly powerless person given power and the power immediately going corrupt. Yeah. So the espers used their combined psychic power to send Canada outside of the radius with Kay where he drives off on his bike. The bike is buddy. fine. Everyone, the bike's fine. It's kind of fine. It's a pretty. It's a little up fucked up, but they can fix it. And then, but a kid oh, no, on no, the, the bike the, is fine. The front, the front wheel's shaking something out of control. Like yeah, it's, but they can fix it. So doesn't look good. It's still there. You so, can't do that for Tetsuo. But but Canada is still on the bike, just like doop doop do doop 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 do. So what bike, happens at the very end? What happens at the very end? Which I know you did not get this from the first viewing. Uh... Akira sends Tetsuo to a alternate universe, essentially creating it. How am I supposed to get that from the first Tetsuo time? then becomes the god of that universe. Ooh. And that's the end. <laughs> that's I mean, that's is how that, it, is that from the the manga? It it's not really in the movie. Yes, dude. that is okay. that is the official interpretation of the movie and the and the manga. That one got that, a that's, why, John. that's why the last thing you see is like this sudden like shining light, and then he says, "I am Tetsuo." So it's like you know, I am, I am. He is creating his own. I am. I am Tetsuo. Yeah, I am the knight. Basically, Akira creates a universe for Tetsuo to live in because he can't live in ours. And then Tetsuo creates life. Well, he creates the universe. Who knows what he's going to do with it? He's not probably a, life. He'd be a, be a very interesting god, that's for sure. But yeah, uh, that's that is the ending of the movie. Wow. I think. <laughs> wow. And uh, by the way, it didn't, none of that's in the movie. <laughs> you just told us that. You see, wow. you did your research. Thank God you're that's here. Uh, <laughs> Thank God we ha- I'm glad we had an Akira expert on and this. That's, because and, and, and that brings me to my <laughs> biggest criticism of Very the nice. movie because I largely enjoyed uh, most of it. I and did too. At the end of the day, it's a hard recommend. Like, watch it if you haven't. And if you've gotten this far into this podcast and you haven't watched it, then... What are you doing what you here? What? Yourself. <laughs> but... <laughs> but anyways, don't listen to us. We're stupid. Thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, but anyways, my biggest criticism with the movie is that like I feel like it gets to a point where if it were to end right here, it would feel very complete and very satisfying, and like like stuff is relatively wrapped up and and uh, and, and all that. But then the movie keeps going for about like another like 20, 25 so, minutes. So, so your argument is it pulls like a Return of the King with like multiple endings? Well, like... To wrap everything up? Well, it kind of does do that because it's five movies going on. And it does wrap everything up. And like there are parts of it where like... Like there are parts of it towards the end where you're just like, Oh yeah, I remember when this was like a, mo- like a motorcycle gang movie. Yeah. Oh, this was like <laughs> I, I remember a that movie. This was so, a movie so it does it goes it goes through that gauntlet. But no, it's um, 
It's pretty much like it's pretty much after the big fight scene at the stadium. Like I feel like that's a like like you could go out on that note and and you have a you have a strong movie. But but there's more that goes into that. Like I know that the guy who directed it and the guy who wrote the screenplay is the guy that made the manga, so like that's a whole other conversation in and of itself. But the com- but the comparison that I make like right away is is uh is is to Clockwork Orange. Like Stanley Kubrick made the movie Clockwork Orange based on the Anthony Burgess book Clockwork Orange. And Stanley Kubrick made a really good movie, but he chose to end his movie right there because he felt like that was the natural end for the movie that he was making. There's another chapter of that book. Okay. That he didn't make. Yeah. And it wouldn't have made much sense with the movie that he made if he did make it. Well, was the, it? the movie is stronger because he ends it there. Yeah. It's pretty much Alex goes back to gang life and realizes that he's outgrown gang life. That's essentially what happens, but it happens over about like 15 pages or so. Um, there's a, it's just like, the, it's a, it's a seven part book. The movie that you, that you get documents the first six parts. And if it weren't for the fact that it was the guy that wrote the manga that was directing it, like, that changes the approach entirely. Like God knows, like like nobody gets to make the movie that's based on the thing uh, that, that's adapting the thing that they made. Yeah, that should not have happened. No one gets to do that. Nobody. But like, but but the but the but the reason that I bring up a Clockwork Orange is just because like, I feel like he could have made a stronger movie if he had filled in more gaps earlier on in the story and ended. At that more succinct spot at the end of the stadium fight, it'd be a more solid movie. It wouldn't have covered like all of Akira, but it would have been a better movie. But he still made a good movie. I mean, like, like it's, it's still good. It's it's quite We're a fucking ride. It. It's quite a fucking ride. I know what you mean, though. Like, just to kind of like streamline more of like some of the more basic ideas. Yeah, and that's and that's just the point. It's, you leave a lot of stuff out. But it's mean, you never and that's, it's with, mean nitpicking is what yeah. it is. But well, it's not a bad, it's not a bad point. It it makes sense. Like if you, if you can make a more streamlined movie about one thing that's still substantial and, and is uh, respects the world that it came from, you can leave out all the and more broad aspects that a movie can and it, handle. And it's and it's considering all the lore that like you know that they're leaving out. Like, I feel like they could have included other lore to fill out this world more, to tell a stronger, more cohesive story, more to the point story. But, I mean, you know, like, I don't know. How many, like, like do you happen to know how many books Akira Akira is? Oh, gosh. I think, I think it's... it's like four collections total. Like, Transmetropolitan. No, I, I think it's like six, and they're six. that thick. Yeah, because, like, like, Transmetropolitan and, and like, is like ten books, like, and they're like, all like they're six ins- issues. It's well, like, the, like the, the it's book, if it's anything the book like that, that this movie yeah. came from wasn't done when he made the movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. It wasn't like Walking Dead where he got so far ahead of everything to where, like, you know, the TV show seasons... And that's a whole other conversation, because, like, that guy... Yeah, yeah, and that... Because that guy, like, that guy, he, he has no intention of ever ending The Walking Dead. Yeah, and Akira was very finite, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Totally, but, like, I want to make this point, because you, you were, you were uh, on the verge of militant of making this point. We had to watch this, uh, sub, the original Japanese subtitles. 
Oh man, I can't believe it took us that long to mention that. Yeah, you refuse. Uh, original, versions. the original Japanese voice recording voice with recording. English subtitles. English subtitles. That's, that's the way that we watched there it. There are two versions, and I appreciate that. Over, yeah, I liked it. There were two versions overdubbed for English. One in the '90s, one about mid aughts. You, I don't know which one you decried, but you, you definitely said it. It loses something. When it does that, it's not like a kung fu movie. It's not thirty six chambers of well, the Well, I mean, you know, like you, like you enjoy the dubbing. Like none of us speak Japanese, but right. like, but but emotion translates, and, yeah. and the emotion but and the voice a, acting is there. Aaron had a good reason for why we had to watch it in Japanese. Yeah, I I, re- I refuse to watch any anime that's that's subtitled or that's dubbed. Um, for a, for specifically the reason that the director decides on the voice acting and result. And anytime you take that away from the original director, you are changing so much. Yeah. You're changing that character. It's it's rare, if not downright impossible, for the original director of the anime to even to be, be aware to be able of the to, American yeah. translation. Like, they, they just kind of find out it happens. They got they got some high quality actors to and, do yeah, the, the, the voice acting for um, Princess Mononoke. There's Billy Bob Thornton. There's oh gosh, I'm gonna forget her name. Jada Pinkett Smith, I think. Uh, and it's garbage. Like I don't know, I, I don't know how to say it. They're like it changes. But you, the you're like you're like well, just the delivery's off. It cha- well, it changes the characters. It changes your perception of the characters. It changes your perception of like the the. It changes the tone. Well, it's the well, you're you're hearing a different interpretation, and exactly. that's not and that's not the interpretation of the original director, and so, that's what's important. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. and and I and I gotta say, like, I mean, I didn't think very much of it whenever you made that call, but like after watching the movie, it was it's the right call. I like can the, see like it. the voice I, acting. The voice acting is strong. None of us speak Japanese, but like I said, emotion translates. Yeah, and it works. And, and the emotion's there. Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't. I know a lot of people like like to be like, "Oh, you're such a stickler if you if you don't do dubbed." But I just, I'm sorry. I've I've done dubbed before, and I can't stand it. Like once you see, well, those once people you see it, have no place on the internet. Let me tell you that. Oh, you are. Yeah. Get Wait, so we know about the many internet, bad comments. People, uh, if, people. They, if they don't. <laughs> Oh, it's come not on. a well-informed argument. Prepare, back off. People, to hey, come on. People aren't going to at me. No one has that kind You're, of free time. You are going to get weeaboo trashed so hard now like, just by association. I know I'm going to yeah. get weeaboo trashed. I don't care. I, I love this movie. Well, bring it on. <laughs> so I will say I, I get where you're coming from with the ending of this movie. I absolutely get where you're coming from, and I understand. It gets really wild. It it takes it a step further than it maybe necessarily needed to be, but this is the way I feel about it because after watching a whole lot of anime and seeing like how they how they like to culminate stories, what it what usually happens there is there is a extreme climactic scene. And then there's the final loss because Japanese stories post World War II are often not necessarily comedies or tragedies or, you know, straightforward dramas or whatever. They, right. they, they are very mixed elements and there is always a final loss scene. And that's what the stadium scene was. 
It's the final loss. It's the big explosion. So it's like they took it from the, all the manga and they wanted the the beats of the big stuff. Well, it, and they put that in there and then retroactively put out as much as they probably needed to. There's maybe there's a there's a lot of like a lot of the best animes have a big explosion ending because does Michael Bay a, make anime? <laughs> it's it's because it's because of Michael Anna Bay, and it's not even an explosion. It's, it's not even to leave your own house. You get the hell out of here, sir. Oh man, it's not even an explosion. I do deserve Paprika that. almost did it backwards, like it was it was an inversion of the gigantic explosion thing in Paprika. But like all of the best animes, Metropolis, um, Princess Mononoke, Akira, obviously they end in gigantic explosive events that are meant to represent the idea that it doesn't matter how much the good side tries or how much the bad side tries, there will be a force of nature greater than us that will equalize the situation and stop the conflict. And we have no control over that force of nature. That that is the essential message. It doesn't matter. The drama in between doesn't matter because at the end of the day, that all-consuming force of nature is going to end it for us. America, fuck yeah, <laughs> coming again <laughs> to save the motherfucking day. Yeah, America, <laughs> fuck yeah, and a may is the only way. Yeah. It uh, that's Get to what your day is. Is it too through. soon? It's not. It's Was not that too soon. And it's, it's probably too it's soon. Not a it's, kind always, of, it's always going to be too soon. It's not a kind of storytelling but, we're accustomed to. And that's why I get... Like, no, no, man. I get, I get it. I get it. I, well, I appreciate that, though, because like the tropes of storytelling um, in Western civilization go back thousands of years. However, in a cinematic format, date back, I would say, 120 years. It's nice to, even for the 80s, to change it up because it fluctuates how you tell stories. And if it just messes it... If, if you get a good story... That it, the execution of it is just messed up enough. We'll talk about it for the rest of our lives, and I feel like Akira accomplishes that. Yeah, I mean, like Akira, Akira is a cult property for a reason. Yeah, it, 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 it has it has people. a following. Yeah, it taps into what everyone thought from then till now. Yeah, about a, a lot of different issues. And I mean, there's there's plenty of things. I mean, it's like like a lot of these a lot of these themes are very specific to like post World War II Japanese culture, like we've like we've said. But I mean, there's plenty of things that like e- like even from a Western perspective, you, like we can relate to. Yes. I, once again, I feel like the uh, the idea of the post World War II Japan is like the launching point, but the result they get to, not just over the course of the movie, but the course of like that time of culture where it's most relevant. Um, like like the like the point we end up at is not where you think we're at, you know. No one saw different. Usually, your your like your like where you end up at, at a at a journey is not even close to what you think about it. Even if it's even if you have a well intentioned journey, like at some point, the Lord of the Rings, they just thought they were going to Mordor. To throw that fucking ring in, and that's uh, it. You can't simply. Do you know how much of those people? Like didn't even make it to Mordor, but that's the end of their journey because of the the scope of the mission they have. So was it like a caravan marching to Mordor? Well, it was a huge national emergency at the border of Mordor. According to the book, Aragorn actually wasn't planning on going there. He was going to let it, uh, Gandalf take him the rest of the way. He was he was always going to go to Minas Tirith. It says in the book. 
But the point I'm trying to make <laughs> did, is... Did you know that Akira was at the bottom of that lake of lava? God damn, shut the fuck up. Do you know Akira is Japanese for Galadriel? Did you know that Akira was really inside all of us all along? But, okay, what? but one thing I want to say about the fact, the fact of what we have here in a movie made in 1988, in, the t- in just the way and the concepts behind it is anime has always been a combination of Western and Japanese, traditional Japanese styles from its very orientation. Um, it actually like in, in, pre, in pre-war Japan, uh, they were really into Disney and they, Disney and Westerns, right? Yes. Yeah. Because they, West, the Westerns. and they, they liked Westerns because they were very much like samurai stories yeah, and it was—it's just kind of a a romanticization of a lost past that was actually way more ugly and disgusting than it ended so up that, being depicted as. So that's where American <laughs> cinema uh, captures up with Japan. You mean you so mean a culture romanticized and elements of its past? <laughs> but no one's ever done that was, before. It was done in the now. same way because there was there was a similar time period in which like the 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 country was at a place where like. It, it was very wild westish, but in the ugliest Wicked way. Wicked wild wild, but in but in an wild ugly wild way. West. So they romanticized it in order to like capture that. But they were also really Jim into West. Disney, <laughs> and so they I've they a took those. They took, shut the fuck up. Rough fighter. They there took traditional. They None took traditional Japanese art styles. Lucas, like I told you. And they combined it with Disney to create a new kind of art style. That's really blew up in like the sixties. I can see that. I can see that 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 style of animation be heavily Disney influenced. Early Disney, like Snow White. Yeah. Uh, oh, Cinderella, the big eyes and everything. The big eyes and the gloves and everything. I don't know. But I was once, I was I was just waiting for the movie to get down to business to defeat the Huns. But once it once, once they the hit the eighties. Once they hit the 80s, it became its whole other animal. That's a long time of growth, man. Exactly. Growth, so that makes sense. Exactly. It's it's got a long and weird history, and I think it's it's interesting to see where this movie fits in that time of history, where it was really taking on its own beast and becoming something new. Well, I feel like it, the argument could be made that there's pre-Akira and post-Akira. Um, I I think that a lot of, a lot of that sums up uh, how I feel about the movie. It's a pretty strong recommend. Highly it's, recommend. Take the time out to give it attention. Yeah. It, it gets. Don't, it don't gets, try and squeeze it in. It's an important movie. It gets out there towards the end, like I would, like yeah. I've said, like. Take an intermission after the bridge scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we maybe after, maybe after the hospital scene. We yeah. took two breaks. No, we took a hot. We took a we break took, after we, the we, hospital. We really scene, just and took then we one jumped right break. Back into it. We really just took one I'm break. I'm impressed with us for only doing one break. Yeah, um, like usually we. But take, yeah, and, and like, it's like, really like not. We did when me, Asher, and Grace would did Bird Box. That was like five breaks. But wow. as, but as yeah. soon as as soon as he leaves the hospital, take a break there, give yourself ten minutes, get back into it. And there's a bit of a time jump there too, so it kind of works. Yeah, that but does, uh, it does help. But I mean, yeah, I mean. I I really really enjoyed the movie. It gives you a, it has a lot to say. It gives you a lot to think about. Highly recommended. Not just not just for anime fans, like because I am not a I, like 
Anime is a thing. Yeah. I don't have a str- I don't have strong feelings for or against anime. It's just you, a thing that exists. Usually, when you meet people who like anime, it's a very strong opinion of anime. And some people strongly dislike anime. I just it exists. Some of it's really good. Sure, like this was really good. I if really enjoyed this. There's more stuff this. like this. I'll pay more attention to anime. But uh, but yeah, I mean, just I'd say, just, yeah, strong recommend. But but it, <laughs> it's funny saying that now because you've gotten to the end of this and you've never seen Akira. They can tell their friends. Yeah. I mean, I think we'll get to the point where people tell their friends that we like it, and they're like, oh, well, if they like it. Oh, well, if, if those guys like it. <laughs> I trust their opinion. Why would they? They sound educated. Yeah. They can enunciate into a microphone. Cultural I, talking about. <laughs> here, that's all of it. You get you, you get all of it right here, folks. But yeah, I think I think I'm good. All right, y'all, but you tell us what you think. You, do you dig a care? Is it too much? Is it just enough? Do you want to fill in any gaps? Do you feel like the movie should have filled in any gaps for it? But let us know. Hit us up on the YouTubes. Oh, 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 oh please, please let us know what parts of the manga should have made the movie. Oh, please, please tell us, us all about if that. You, if I could read your comment and figure out what part of the manga I'm missing without having to read the manga... Nothing against the manga. I'm just a busy guy with not a lot of time. But if you could let us know what you think, uh, anything that should have been added, anything that should have been taken out, I would like to have that conversation with somebody. <laughs> but uh, hit us up on YouTube, all over the iTunes and the Google Play. Like, subscribe, comments. But for this episode of Movie Night Autopsy, I'm Chad. I'm Sam. And I'm Aaron. Thank you for listening. What's up, crew? If you got any idea of what you would like for us to talk about on the minute or on Movie Night Autopsy podcast, hit us up on the social medias. You can hit us up on Twitter at movie underscore autopsy. Check us out on Facebook at Movie Night Autopsy. Always feel free to email us contact at movie night autopsy.com. <laughs>